Houston Star of Hope Mission brings you a moment of hope. Could you spare a little hope today? Hi, this is Scott Arthur. April is Volunteer Appreciation Month. The definition of a volunteer is a person who freely offers to take part in an enterprise or undertake a task. Well, these days, time is an important part of our life. So this month salutes those who make the time to make a difference. Here at Star of Hope, we reach out to and provide services for more than a thousand homeless and nearly homeless men, women, and children every day. Our men's facility has over 300 beds and our Women and Family Development Center can host up to 180 single women and 130 families. Now we have a large trained dedicated staff, but we can always use the help. What kind of help? When do we need the help? What can I do? Well, these are great questions. And the two superstars who answer those questions time after time and encourage you to come out and help us are with us today. Isaac Portillo, he's our volunteer coordinator, and the lovely Michelle Bates is our volunteer liaison. They are here to answer those questions and encourage you to lend a helping hand. So welcome, guys. Thanks for making time. Hey, Scott. Good afternoon. Thank you for having us. Thank you for having us. First of all, how important are volunteers to Star of Hope? Well, I think they're uh, very important because they help our residents be able to achieve independence again, Mm -hmm. you know, out, you know, get them out in society again. Uh, One of the things that I think about a lot when when thinking about volunteering is our GED volunteers, you know, those residents that are getting ready to take their GED test and they need help, a little bit of help in math, science. And it's great that we have volunteers who come out who are passionate about teaching uh, and, you know, helping our residents get 100 on that test when they go and take it. Do people call up and say, listen, I want to volunteer, but I have no idea what I can do. Do you go down a, a big menu list of what the job opportunities are? Yes. So we do have volunteers um, call that are interested in opportunities, and we usually try and direct them to our website, um, letting them know um, that we have an array of opportunities on-site as well as off-site opportunities that they could um, pick from to volunteer here at Star of Hope. And our website, and we're going to mention it a few times, is sohmission.org. Correct. And when they get to that website, how can they find information about volunteers? They will click the volunteer tab, um, and then they will follow the prompts. And um, as as they follow the prompts, it will take them, direct them to the page, and they'll see the opportunities that are available on the site. Is there any restrictions, any age restrictions, any time restrictions? So we do have opportunities that are uh, age uh, you know, for example, if you, they want to serve in the kitchen, mm-hmm. uh, they have to be 16 years of age and older. Uh, the only opportunity right now that we have for all ages, it's actually a very popular one, is Snacks and Good Night, uh, which is an evening opportunity uh, where volunteers come and they provide the snacks, the beverages at our Women and Family Development Center, and they're able to interact with our residents, with the kids there as well. Um, another restriction that we have is that we do not accept court-mandated or disciplinary community services. Uh, due to our policy Um, and then also uh, if they had a a, a criminal background a felony or misdemeanor it has to be more than two years before they can come and volunteer i'll bet you get a bunch of different people that want to volunteer i mean uh, young and old dedicated people that really want to do it or people who have retired and they just want to fill up their time correct we do um, and we've had volunteers that have been here for a while serving here at star of hope as well um, we do get a lot of calls from people that are um, 
young and old that are willing to volunteer. The thing that I love about Houston is that we have so many people that are so willing to help in the community. And let's go back to Snacks and Goodnight for a second. I like always mentioning Snacks and Goodnight to groups because I like I always tell them you're able to interact a little bit more with our residents. You know, because serving a meal, you're behind the line in the kitchen. And, you know, yes, yeah, so you can tell them hello, hi, how you doing? But in Snacks and Goodnight, you're able to, I always tell groups, you can bring some arts and crafts, you can bring some games. You can also even bring a book to read to the kids, have like a, a you know, story time before bedtime. Um, and a lot of uh, parents, they like to bring their young ones to see, uh, you know, I guess their life, how blessed they are. Uh, but at the same time, to also meet other little kids, then make them feel like, hey, even though you're here, for right now, but you're loved and we're thinking about you and, you know, we're here to have some fun for uh, an hour and a half. Right. So it's just like, you know, I'm not going to, I'm going to give you an hour of my time and you'll sign my ticket and I'm done. It's more than that. It's a life experience. Correct. It is indeed. Tell me some of the uh, experiences maybe you have observed. I mean, some of the people that have walked around and, and said, my gosh, I'm so glad I came here. We have a lot of volunteers that come through that are uh, that are really grateful for the opportunity to um, to serve here at Star of Hope. Um, again, that's one thing I love. My, I myself have actually done snacks and goodnight with my own family, and um, we enjoyed it. My mom is always asking about when are we going to do it again. But just the experience of actually coming in contact with people that need um, that hope, it makes a big difference. Um, not just for the guests that stay here, but for the volunteers as well. We serve uh, between five and 6,000 meals a week at Star of Hope in two facilities. And that is a lot of opportunities for people to uh, serve meals. How many people call up and they want to specifically serve food? We get a lot of calls on that. And actually, you know, like Michelle was saying, once they go on the website uh, and they create a profile, um, they're able to schedule themselves, you know, as long as there's availability. Actually, I have uh, some volunteers that they already scheduled themselves all the way through June, July, you know, to come and serve a meal. Uh, some of them for breakfast, some of them for dinner, uh, you know. So we, you know, that's our most popular uh, opportunity, serving a meal. Mm-hmm. And as long as there's availability, like I tell volunteers on the website, they can go ahead and, and schedule themselves for how many, you know, many shifts. And we usually recommend that first as a way to kind of get your feet wet and, mm. and figure out what type mm-hmm. of opportunities you'd be interested in because it is uh, semi-interactive with the guests. And so um, it's a way where you would kind of get a feel for not just the opportunity, but the different facilities. You may want to try both facilities to see which one you prefer. So we talk about snacks and good night. We talk about serving. We talk about maybe teaching a GED class, but what are some of the other opportunities? Um, we have several different opportunities. We have off-site opportunities as well, which we get a lot of calls for those. I was going to ask you about that. Tell me about a volunteer who maybe can't show up at the facility but still wants to do something for Star of Hope. Yes. So we have the, uh, those where our off-site opportunities come in. So a lot of times we'll have people that cannot come. I spoke with someone yesterday. They were interested in doing a donation drive. Um, sometimes they want to make the Hope Bags. Um, the notes of encouragement, these are all off-site opportunities. And so sometimes I will um, inform larger groups that they have 25 or more people that you can do the project off-site and then just have it delivered to the facility, to one of the donation centers. Their off-site opportunity, Scott, is uh, make sack lunches. Mm -hmm. That, you know, you can either do that on-site or off-site as well. Uh, But, you know, make sack lunches, which is, you know, the volunteers 
get like the uh, paper brown bags and they put a turkey or ham sandwich inside with some snacks, a water bottle, and also a note of encouragement. And, uh, you know, they can drop those off at, at either facility. And who gets the sack lunches here? So at Women and Family, we use them uh, for those residents that go out, you know, maybe they have a doctor's appointment, a job interview, and they're not going to be able to, you know, make it back for one of the meals. Uh, you know, those sack lunches, you know, they can grab one at Central Station. They're at the facility. And then also for those folks that are just coming in into the facility and probably they haven't eaten anything, uh, they can also use those. And uh, at MDC, at the men's facility, I know they also use them there for the men uh, that are just coming in. Do you have a lot of people call up and they want to work with the kids? All the time. All the time. Yes. Um, we have a lot of uh, calls for people that are interested in working with the children. And typically for that, we contact the children's department to see what opportunities are available because um, some opportunities may be available at one time and they're not available at other times. So do you find that if somebody volunteers and, and you kind of break them in with, let's say, serving meals, but they become a regular volunteer, they come back every month or every couple of months or every year? Do we have regulars like that? Yes, we, we actually do. We have volunteers, like Michelle was saying earlier, they get their foot in the, in the door by mm -hmm. probably starting with a meal, serving a meal. But then while they were there, uh, probably they heard of a need of, you know, another need in volunteering, uh, teaching a class or a special project. You know, uh, for example, right now, Mother's Day, we're going to I'm pretty sure we're going to get a lot of, you know, volunteers, you know, reaching out. What can we do? Uh, you know, a mother gift bag or something. So sometimes, you know, They'll start doing one thing, and while they're there, they'll they'll see a need or they'll hear about a need in volunteering, and, you know, they get connected that way as well. What is the most unusual opportunity for volunteers that we have? Michelle, unusual? Unusual opportunities. Just not your usual volunteer thing. Those are usually, I would say, the, t the ones that come up um, as, as they're needed. Um, so, for instance, I always use this as an example. When the um, Women and Family Development Center was built, we had to have 100 volunteers come in and make the beds, put the beds together and make the beds. So opportunities sometimes arise that aren't, um, that aren't the standard opportunities, the, the ongoing opportunities. Those are ones that are a little bit more unusual. But I remember that. I was here. Yeah. Boy, that was a lot of And it, it didn't occur to me that those people were volunteers. But you get a company that yeah. wants to just do a group project and they come in and do that or landscaping yeah. or, or anything like that. So I talked to you a little bit about um, the time that the volunteers would spend here maybe once or twice or three times. There's a bunch of people who count their volunteer times in years. Yeah, we have quite a few volunteers that have been here for a long, long period of time. We've had some for 20 years and 20 years we've had yes. we've had long time volunteers and and i think it's so awesome that they get in and they decide that this is some place that they really want to serve um, because they don't have to that's it's a choice that they made and they've gotten in here and they decide that this is some place that they really like they really like our mission they love what, what we're doing and they love getting in here and really helping the people i spoke to some folks the other day and got their take on being a star of hope volunteer Joe worked for Delta Airlines for 40 years and wasn't ready to be put in a hangar. After I retired, I began to feel the Lord wanted me to move out of my comfort zone and do some things I hadn't done before and go into some areas that would uh, challenge me. It's a store of hope. I've known about it for many years. We've been to their, their uh, 
annual dinners and things like that that they have and at annual events. And it was a wonderful opportunity to uh, come down here to the men's center and be able to get something that's totally out of my comfort zone. It was really a call. During his day, Joe does three things. I work in the uh, control center area, which helps process people coming in and out. Then I sit in the 12-step program to give feedback to the guys as they work through their steps. And then thirdly, I work in the kitchen and help serving lunch, which is a wonderful privilege. Joe is glad he went to SOHmission.org. Very glad I'm volunteered here at Star of Hope. It's been a wonderful opportunity, and it's enlarged me and enlarged my faith. Amy is a student at the University of St. Thomas, studying for her Master's of Science in Clinical Mental Health Counseling. Being a volunteer, um, I feel excited to come to work. Yes, sometimes I feel exhausted when I'm at home just because I've been putting out so much energy and receiving energy. Uh, but it's not a bad exhausted. And when I leave here, I feel proud and um, rewarded to have helped these men. And Chris is a former client of Star of Hope. He went back to give back. I had a good life, but I chose the wrong direction. And I ended up coming to the Star of Hope. And what did I receive? Nothing but a blessing. To volunteer at Star of Hope, it is a joy. Let's go back to SOHmission.org. That's where it all starts, right? Correct. So even when they get a call, they're going to get somebody to say, go to SOHmission.org. Correct. Walk us through this, because I know that it saves a lot of time, and it, it, it clarifies a lot of things for the people on the other side as well. Right. So uh, I'm sitting down in front of my computer. I want to volunteer. Mm -hmm. I go to SOHmission.org. I go to volunteers. Correct. What happens after that? So, uh, well, we recently moved to a new volunteer portal uh, database, so uh, the steps have changed. So once you click volunteer uh, on the drop down, you'll click becoming a volunteer. That will take you straight to our volunteer portal. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, our, our, your dashboard, that's what's going to be called your dashboard. Uh, you'll click the sign up button. So there's, I, I kind of like to explain it in three steps. The first step will be for you to create an account. Uh, during that, you'll put your general information, your name, telephone number, email, emergency contact. You'll sign any waivers and consents. The second step is meeting the qualification. So each opportunity has a qualification attached to it. So, for example, if they're going to serve a meal, there's a uh, kitchen service video that actually Mr. Scott is the voice behind that video as well. Uh, they'll watch that video. You'll go through the you know kitchen safety, the dress code, uh, everything. Uh, and then after you meet that qualification, if everything is cleared on our end and, and on the volunteers end, they're able to schedule themselves or respond. That's what the word that it, the website uses, respond. They're able to respond to that opportunity and choose a date and schedule themselves. So in front of them would be the opportunities and the time. Correct. Yeah. So wow. th that's the great part about this software now that we're able to do everything online before uh, and I know Michelle used to love doing orientation in person, <laughs> but you know now everything's done on the website. Everything, everything's yeah. done on the website. Waivers, consents, uh, orientation videos. Everything. You know, everything's done on the website now. So yeah, that's that's where they would go. SOHmission.org volunteers take it from there. I just like to thank all the volunteers that we've had throughout the years. Anyone who considers volunteering, I always thank our volunteers for even. 
um, calling and considering us as a mission to come and volunteer at because they're so needed and they're so intricate in our um, what we do here at Star of Hope. For me, it's just amazing to see that we still have people that are wanting to make a life positive, you know, change on our residents. So it's great that, you know, Houston comes and wants to serve and, you know, uh, just make a difference. So thank you. Thank you very much for all those folks that are, even if it's just a one time or ongoing, but thank you because we couldn't do it without them. Well, that's it for now. Until next time, this is Scott Arthur saying, keep a soul full of joy and a heart filled with hope. A Moment of Hope is produced and presented by the Star of Hope Mission, ending homelessness one life, one family at a time by providing services to more than 1,000 homeless men, women, and children each day in Houston. Could you spare a little hope today? For more information or to donate to the Star of Hope Mission, please visit sohmission.org.